Welcome back, fight fans. Welcome back to another edition of the IBFP. And we just got to be honest and unbiased. Now, you know what's going on with Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury. There's a lot being talked about, about these guys going in for undisputed. You know, who's going to be the guy that's going to reign supreme over the division. And you know, look, look, let's just first break down Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua. Both of these guys are elite fighters. Both of these guys are the cream of the crop in the heavyweight division. Both of these guys are special in their own way. Uh, now, when you look at Tyson Fury, you see that Tyson Fury, you know, he's coming off a spectacular win against Deontay Wilder. He's the new WBC heavyweight champion of the world. So you give Tyson Fury all the credit in the world. You know, the guy has really put on a statement victory over Deontay Wilder. Not a lot of people had Tyson Fury going in and beating Deontay Wilder in this fight. A lot of people were picking Wilder to get the stoppage. I know myself, it's recorded and documented that I picked. Tyson Fury to stop Deontay Wilder in the rematch. I was one of the rare few people that did that. And the reason why is because I knew that a guy like Tyson Fury, who's highly skilled, highly talented, would only get better in the rematch, you know, and Deontay Wilder, he's, you know, he, he pretty much lost 10 rounds in the first fight against Tyson Fury. And I also knew that Tyson Fury in shape on his game, facing one of the worst, if not the worst technical boxer in the history of the sport in Deontay Wilder, it would be easy work for Tyson Fury. Think about it. You you won 10 rounds and you were halfway out of in halfway out of shape. Imagine what you would do in a rematch when you're finally in shape. And that's what Tyson Fury did. He came back the rematch uh, and you know and dominated Deontay Wilder from beginning to end. Beginning to end, put him on his back foot. Deontay Wilder can't fight on his back foot. Deontay Wilder had no defense. Deontay Wilder was taking a lot of big shots. Deontay Wilder was taking body shots. Deontay Wilder couldn't keep Tyson Fury off of him. That was probably one of the most, if not the most, humiliating and lopsiding loss that I've seen, uh, you know, at you know at the elite level ever in boxing at the elite level. It made no sense. It just highlighted all of Deontay Wilder's flaws. It also highlighted, you know, why you can't be a one-trick pony at this point. You know, you you can't be a one-trick pony. You simply can't at the heavyweight division. You have to show more than just trying to land one big shot on a guy, than just trying to knock a guy out with one big punch. It doesn't work that way. You have to have more to your game than just that. And that's the problem with Deontay Wilder. So Tyson Fury going into that fight, I already knew he was going to dominate the majority of the rounds. Um, but I knew that Tyson Fury, you know, this guy's six foot nine. This guy has the power, the size, and the weight to stop Wilder. They threw in the towel. Mark Breland saved his life by doing so. And that's what needed to happen. See, at the end of the day, Tyson Fury, you know, put on the type of performance that I knew he was going to put on because styles truly do make fights. When you look at Tyson Fury, he fought a guy like Otto Wileen. That's a pressure fighter, a come forward fighter. Yes, Fury won the fight. Many people thought the fight should have been called off due to the enormous bleeding on the side of his face. But, you know, ESPN couldn't afford that type of loss on Tyson Fury's record. At the end of the day, Tyson Fury won the fight, and I thought he should win the fight. I think Tyson Fury clearly beat Otto Wileen. But my only thing about that fight is it did expose some of the flaws and deficiency in Tyson Fury's game as far as handling pressure adequately. See, Tyson Fury can't move forward on a guy who's fundamentally sound like he did Deontay Wilder. And Otto Wileen's far from elite. But the fact that he was able to apply consistent pressure. And this guy, Otto Wileen, if he had any power, he would have literally given Tyson Fury all kinds of hell. He just had no power to hurt Fury. He, he just had no power. But I will tell you this. 
when you look to Tyson Fury in his recent statements about Anthony Joshua, it pretty much explains all we need to know. So let's take a look at what Tyson Fury said about Anthony Joshua. And this is his, you know, words verbatim, according to ESPN. Uh, Tyson Fury stated, you know, and when he was asked if Deontay Wilder is more dangerous than Anthony Joshua, and he stated, and I quote, 100% Joshua's not dangerous at all. He's like a big cuddly teddy bear. Uh, you know, he couldn't hold a candle to the Gypsy King. There's only one undefeated champion, me unbeatable, untouchable, unbreakable. Now, that's a very interesting statement from Tyson Fury. You know, he's saying 100% Joshua's not dangerous at all. Uh, you know, he's saying himself, you know, he's undefeated champion. He's unstoppable, untouchable, unbreakable. And this is a lot of the same rhetoric that we get from Tyson Fury fanboys. I think Tyson Fury's elite. I think Tyson Fury versus Anthony Joshua is a 50-50 fight. I think the fight could go either way. And if they fought two times, I think it'll be split 1-1. I also think that, you know, if they fought three times, I would edge Anthony Joshua two out of the three. I think fighting at this level is small, subtle things can win those fights. But, you know, even big things like Anthony Joshua's huge power difference against Tyson Fury would make a huge sway in the fight. And I think this is a false narrative that a lot of people have been having is that, you know, when you look at it, is, you know, Anthony Joshua just as dangerous as Deontay Wilder? Is he better than Deontay Wilder? A lot of people looking at the fight saying Anthony Joshua and Deontay Wilder is going to present the same challenge for Tyson Fury. And that is probably the most intellectually dishonest thing I've ever heard in the sport of boxing. The fact that anyone would be stupid enough, dumb enough, crazy enough to think that Anthony Joshua and Deontay Wilder would represent the same challenge for Tyson Fury is ludicrous. Let's just be honest and unbiased. Look, at the end of the day, I'll put it like this. At the end of the day, Tyson Fury and, you know, and Anthony Joshua, cream of the crop at the heavyweight division. Deontay Wilder is a tier below because he's a one-trick pony. Anthony Joshua is not the same as Deontay Wilder because he's not a one-trick pony. Anthony Joshua throws punches in bunches. Anthony Joshua can pick you apart and box from the outside. Anthony Joshua can box on the back foot. You don't beat the kind of guys Anthony Joshua beat by simply being a tomato can or a one-trick pony. Anthony Joshua beat a Vladimir Klitschko, same as Tyson Fury. And here's the thing, Anthony Joshua offered him a rematch. Tyson Fury pulled out of every rematch he had with, with you know, Klitschko. Let's just be honest and unbiased. He didn't want to do it. And Anthony Joshua beat, uh, you know, Klitschko in a dramatic fashion. He put him away in dramatic fashion because the power, the youth, and you got to understand that Anthony Joshua, he didn't have a long amateur career. He's learning on the job. And at this point, he's looking better and better every single fight. I find it funny when people present this narrative is that when, you know, Tyson Fury boxes beautifully, it's a masterclass performance. When Anthony Joshua doesn't knock someone out, but boxes well, they turn around and say that he's running. You know, it doesn't make any sense. These guys hold a double standards for these type of fighters. I think Anthony Joshua is a special fighter. I think he's in a league of his own when it comes to those type of attributes as far as being a, a gifted physical specimen. If you look at it like this, Deontay Waters had about seven to eight surgeries on his arm alone because he has the wrong punching technique. When you look at a guy like Anthony Joshua, 
He knows what he's doing. He's not constantly getting those injuries because he has proper form, proper technique. He understands how to dissect. He understands how to throw a punch. He understands the basics of boxing. If you think that Anthony Joshua and Deontay Wilder are the same type of fighter, you simply don't understand or know boxing. Anthony Joshua wins rounds. He beats opponents. He, you wouldn't see Anthony Joshua losing rounds to a guy like Jared Washington. You don't see Anthony Joshua losing rounds to Luis Ortiz, to, you know, uh, Arthur Spilka. You don't see him losing rounds to literally every single person. He fought when he beat Luis Ortiz, you know, Deontay Wilder, in his last fight. I think he stopped him about the seventh round. He's literally lost every single round against Luis Ortiz until the stoppage. Every round. And that's why I thought that was such a dumb fight for Deontay Wilder because I'm like, how does that prepare you to face a Tyson Fury when you literally lost every round? He's gained nothing. He's grown not at all in the sport since he's been in it. And Anthony Joshua's literally been progressing fight after fight after fight. If you're judging Anthony Joshua off of a bad performance of Andrew Reese, that's fine. That's fair. He lost the fight. But at the end of the day, if you're dumb enough to do that, you must have not even paid attention to the rematch where he boxed beautifully. He dominated Andy Reese Jr. And Andy Reese, of course, he's going to have an excuse that he was fat and out of shape. Andy Reese is fat for every fight. And Andy Reese put on that weight intentionally, in my opinion, simply. One, he'd have an excuse. Two, you know, I think that was part of the game plan, you know, to put on more weight so he doesn't get dropped, so he doesn't hit the deck, so he can absorb more of AJ's punches. And look, let's just be honest and unbiased. Anthony Joshua, using his height and reach, he beats Andy Reese Jr. all day, every day. That's really what it was. He beats him all day, every day. It doesn't matter what Reese does, because if Anthony Joshua uses his height and reach and boxes on the outside, Reese can't get in. And the only tool that he has against Anthony Joshua is those fast hands. Elite level hand speed is what Andy Reese Jr. has to compete. And if outside of that, you know, if he if he if Anthony Joshua boxes smart in the upright position, doesn't lean over and let himself get caught on the side or the back of the head, Anthony Joshua beats him ten times out of ten. Let's just be honest and unbiased. There's levels to this in boxing, and Anthony Joshua's at the top level. You know, we gotta be honest about it. Tyson Fury's deluded if he truly believes what he's saying. Tyson Fury's the same guy that's been dropped by Steve Cunningham. Tyson Fury's the same guy that most people felt that he got a gift decision over McDermott. Tyson Fury is the same guy who struggled with Ottawa Lean. You know, let's just be honest. Tyson Fury is being glorified because he beat the worst technical boxer in history in Deontay Wilder. You can't magnify those victories and act like they mean more than what they do. They are just a solid victory. You know, you give him credit for being Deontay Wilder, but you don't go overboard and say that's the best heavyweight in the world. No, Anthony Joshua was considered the best heavyweight in the world. Guys are going too far with these assessments and analysis and they're not based on fact. Anthony Joshua is not only, you know, a guy coming in putting in serious work. They're trying to take the credit away. They're trying to turn him into a tomato can. They're trying to lose faith in him. And he would open a fight against, uh, you know, Tyson Fury as an underdog. And I think that would help him as well because I think he walks through Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury can't come in and fight Anthony Joshua the same way he fought Deontay Wilder. He can't walk down Anthony Joshua. He's going to get dropped and stopped. He can't box him on the outside because Anthony Joshua can go to his body. It's hard to hit Tyson Fury in the head, but Anthony Joshua loves going to the body. Tyson Fury has a big problem in Anthony Joshua, and I don't think people understand it. If people think that Anthony Joshua is just soft, mushy guy, Tyson Fury talks all this trash about AJ, and I think that's part of Tyson Fury's game to get in the guy's head, but here's the interesting thing. Why did Tyson Fury turn down the Anthony Joshua fight when he was offered 60-40? When Anthony Joshua would have got 60, he would have got 40. That still would have been more than what Tyson Fury would have got against Deontay Wilder. Why did he turn the fight down? 
if you felt Anthony Joshua was that easy, why turn the fight down? It doesn't make sense. It does not make sense. You don't turn a fight down where you think it's easy work. You don't turn a fight down for all of the belts. You don't turn a fight down where you're going to get a, a biggest payday you've ever seen. And if you win, the rematch will be even more massive. Simply put, you know, Tyson Fury knew the dangers and risks involved in facing Anthony Joshua. And he knew the easier route had to be Deontay Wilder, the worst technical boxer in history, where he only has one weapon he could deploy. Where Anthony Joshua has a multitude, where Anthony Joshua has multiple, multiple facets of his game where he can break you down, wear you down, and beat you. Now, he's not only gifted, talented power puncher, but he's a very good and elite level boxer as well. He can fight off of the back foot. He can go to the body and he's developed a lot more head moving. Anthony Joshua losing the muscle and bringing that down some has made him more fluid in his shots, his punches. And the fact that he also throws punches and bunches and can put on pressure similar to an Otto Wileen at times, I think he's going to give Tyson Fury a lot of problem. Tyson Fury's head movement is always going to be a problem for anyone. He's going to, that's why he's always in every fight. But if you go to his body, that's something that he can't move in that manner as much you have to be overly aggressive against Tyson Fury and you also see that you know that's going to play into Tyson Fury's hand to some degree but you can't headhunt you have to switch up similar to what Mike Tyson stated about Tyson Fury he said you know if you're going to beat a guy like that you need to use angles you need to be unpredictable when you become predictable Tyson Fury times you figures out what you're doing and starts to counter you and dominate you. You cannot become predictable. You have to be able to adjust your game plan. And Anthony Joshua has shown early in his career that he's able to make those adjustments to get those victories. That's why I favored Anthony Joshua at this point to stop Tyson Fury. Once again, unbiased as always, is the IVFP.